Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Over 200,000 Mississippians over the age of 65 have received their COVID vaccine. Governor Tate Reeves explains that those numbers, among other things, helped him reach his decision to open up eligibility to teachers and first responders. And I know we were in the middle of a disaster and people were doing other things, but if you'll remember the 30,000 new appointments we put online and, and available at the call center last Tuesday, it took a little over 24 hours for those to get filled. Um, that's in comparison a month ago, it took about 24 seconds. And Mississippi's Northern District U.S. Attorney has resigned. At the request of the President and the Acting Attorney General, U.S. Attorney Chad Lamar submitted his resignation after being appointed by former President Trump in 2017. Former Southern District U.S. Attorney Mike Hurst announced his resignation back in January. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. Honey, are you sure you don't need to call Mississippi 811 before you dig the post holes? I'm just going down a foot or two. It's really not digging. Okay, but I'm just saying. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Digging post holes? You'll need to call Mississippi 811 two days before you dig to prevent you from hitting things like underground electric wires. (laughs) Honey, our electricity just died. Call 811 two days before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. This is professional ball player Jake Mangum. I know what it's like to live, eat, breathe, and play in Mississippi. And no other insurance company competes on my level like Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. I love my home team at Farm Bureau because they get me and they get what I need. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. State revenue is running about $300 million above earlier projections. Lawmakers are currently dealing with expected budgets for state agencies and creating placeholders with that information. As House Speaker Philip Gunn explains, this is just the beginning of a long process. We wait until we have as much information as possible before we do the budget, and that would be middle of March, probably. What happens at this point is probably not going to be the final action because we will have to work with the Senate and negotiate where we are and how much money we have and that sort of thing. And not everyone is happy with the design of the new Mississippi state flag. A group that calls themselves Let Mississippi Vote is pushing an initiative aimed at getting more choices for the flag on the next statewide ballot, and that would include the 1894 flag. They've got support from Senator Chris McDaniel, who says they want more than the one option offered by the legislature. They'll need 100,000 signatures by December 12th to make it happen. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. Basketball action in the Southeastern Conference today finds the Ole Miss Rebels at Vanderbilt with a 2.30 tip-off there and a 2 o'clock airtime on the Ole Miss Basketball Network. Alabama will be at Mississippi State trying to clinch the regular season championship, which they were unable to do during the week against Arkansas. And that game has been moved to a 5 o'clock tip-off at the Humphrey Coliseum for 30, the airtime on the Mississippi State Basketball Network today. Other action, Tennessee at Auburn, South Carolina at Georgia, LSU at Arkansas, Florida at Kentucky. Texas A.M. Missouri has been postponed due to COVID situations. The standings right now, Alabama is 13-2 and in the conference, followed by Arkansas at 10-4. and LSU is 9-5. and Florida is 8-5. and Tennessee 9-6. and Ole Miss is 8-6. And seven, Missouri is seven and seven, Kentucky seven and seven, Mississippi State is seven and eight. 
This is Super Talk Sports, Mississippi. When it comes to growing cotton, I'm looking for results. That's why I choose the Roundup Ready Extend Crop System. The powerful combination of Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton and Extendamax Herbicide with Vapor Grip technology means I'm getting built-in pest protection and an increased spectrum of control of insects like bullworms and tobacco budworm on top of effective weed control. That adds up to stronger yield potential. In fact, Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton showed an 87 pound per acre advantage on average versus top planted phytogen varieties. It's no wonder the Roundup Ready Extend crop system is the number one choice for so many of us. For me, the choice is easy. I choose results. I choose the Roundup Ready Extend crop system. Yield claims are based on 2017 to 2019 Bayer trials. Extendamax is a restricted use pesticide. Check with your state pesticide regulatory agency for specific restrictions in your state. Always read and follow IRM where applicable grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Major League Baseball spring training camps are officially underway across Florida and Arizona as Major League Baseball was unable to convince the Players Association to agree to a delayed 154-game season and expanded postseason. So spring training and the regular season will begin as scheduled, April 1st being the opening day. And each club will set its own reporting dates, but most camps are already open as they were open on February 17th with the pitchers and catchers reporting. Players must be completely in camp by yesterday. And the Men Braves and the Biloxi Shuckers are scheduled to begin their season in May. The exhibition games, the Major Leagues in the Cactus League in Arizona and Grapefruit League in Florida are scheduled to begin on Sunday tomorrow. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome in. Yes, we are live today. Mm-hmm, that's right. <laughs> I do hope that your um, icy experiences have melted away. I know. You want to know about whether to prune those plants, what to cut back, what to throw away. Shh, here's the secret. Slow down. We need to give plants a little bit of time to recover. Now, clearly, my snapdragons that were completely white on top and had fallen over but were green at the bottom, yes, I went in and clipped off that stem, but I'm not going to pull that plant up because it's probably going to grow back. On the other hand, I have a couple of shrubs that, Well, they look sunburned, but they're actually frost damaged. Don't do anything to them. Look the other way for right now. Here's why. They may recover, bloom on out, or grow on out, and and all you'll have to do is a little cleanup pruning later. Or they may actually be on their way to dying, and they need to put energy into their roots so that they can try to grow back from that point. However, none of that happens overnight or even over a week. So give everything a little time, take a little time, and I'm serious, look the other way if you need to. Why am I telling you all this? Because I'm Garden Mama, and we have just had a really huge 
winter event. You couldn't tell it by today, however. When you call today, you'll be the phone will be answered by a fellow in shorts and flip-flops. Yes, that's right. Raleigh's here. Uh, and I have to tell you, I, I thought about that myself today. It is that pleasant in central Mississippi here in the middle of Zone 8. Depending on where you are, I don't know, maybe warmer, maybe cooler, maybe raining. That's right. Because we have gone from the winter pattern to the spring pattern. All you had to do was go to sleep and wake up, and now we're in the spring pattern, which is to say it might rain. And that's kind of how spring goes around here. It might rain. Now, we're too warm, we're too humid for our averages right this minute. That means don't go plant your tomatoes unless you're prepared to keep them covered up here in a couple of weeks when the weather turns again. But there's an awful lot that we can do in the garden, and that's the purpose of weekend gardening. Thank you so very much for giving me ear space today. My name's Nellie Neal, and I am known as the Garden Mama for very good reasons. The fellow in the flip-flops is, in fact, Raleigh, who will answer the phone for you, and will, he will tell you that life is pretty good, but it does have its ups and downs. And then he'll put you on the air with me. How about that? How's everything, Raleigh? It's good. Uh, did your your wife got home from work eventually? Yep, she got home eventually. <laughs> that was great. It yep. was a stressful day for her getting home, though. I'll tell you what. I mean, her shift ended that Thursday, and there was still ice on the yes, ground. Yes, indeed. And, yes, indeed. Uh, usually, her commute to and from the air to the airport to the hospital takes about thirty minutes, and it quickly turned into about an hour and a half Thursday mm-hmm. morning. I'm so sorry she to hear it, but it's true though. Exhausted. Things have been like that all over. Um, yeah, there's. I've had great sympathy for the mail delivery folks because mm-hmm. they, of course, were closed down. That never happens. Um, good morning, Melanie and all y'all. The, my my rural, pa- rural postal carrier buddies are, are particularly surprised. But the, the city was that way, too, because there was nowhere to go. You couldn't go anywhere. Everything's frozen. Yeah. Believe you me, bless his heart, that man needed a cart instead of just one of those bags that they carry by the time they got to our house. (laughs) Our neighborhood was full of mail around Friday. And the trash collectors, too. That was one of the big things that I noticed, especially in my neighborhood. I wanted to bake for them. I felt like I needed to leave a gift. I know. I mean, you've you've just got, you know, I couldn't really do that, though, because I didn't have any water. (laughs) I mean, that was an insane amount of garbage, and they did such a good job taking care of it and cleaning it up. When you take a look at it, you realize that we do make an awful lot of waste. There's a lot that we can do to keep those things a little bit more under control and I, I hope that everybody will be inspired by that i i'm inspired by the fact that perseverance is paying off that's right nasa's mars rover the perseverance um has, has just been so impressive this week i love the pictures i love the sound this has been one of the coolest things <laughs> i think i've ever seen in my entire life just a delight i mean that just is just delight. so freaking cool when you look back and see the moon landings um from earlier times for example you realize that that was the i mean it's a hasselblad it's great photography but my goodness the camera in this thing is way better and the the things that we're seeing on mars are just astoundingly good now in case you missed it that red and white parachute was not a random design. When it comes down and opens up entirely, the folks there at Jet Propulsion Laboratory who um, it, it designed this never miss an opportunity. 
You th- you think Easter eggs are something n- new in video games? No, 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 no. Folks have been doing stuff with parachutes and all sorts of other things forever. And in this particular case, it is a digital expression. The reds being ones, the whites being zeros, and the inner portion spells out dare mighty things. Beyond that, the outer portion gives the coordinates for NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory, and of course, the, you know that's the origin where the rover was built and whatnot. So why did they do that? Well, they did that because "Dare Mighty Things" is one of a very one of many wonderful quotes from Theodore Roosevelt. Um, in 1899, he said this in a, a speech in Chicago. "Dare the mighty things" is the name of his speech. Far better it is to dare mighty things, to win glorious triumphs, even though checkered by failure, than to take rank with those poor spirits who neither enjoy much nor suffer much, because they live in the gray twilight that knows neither victory nor defeat. Wow. In other words, if you're going to send a rover to Mars, you better know you are daring a mighty thing. <laughs> you, you, you better try, because if you don't try, you'll never know if you could. And what a frustration that would be. And now it's there and sending back pictures and we all get to see them. So dare mighty things. I don't necessarily need a new tattoo, but it would be a good one if you chose to do that. I have no problem with that. Send me the picture here on, of course, the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. We think our phone lines are working. 888-808-8637, the Super Talk call on. We'd love for you to try it and, and to let us know. <laughs> we can find out better together sometimes. This is a program that is my great privilege to bring to you. I get to sit here live, all except last week. I get to sit here live and talk with you about your plants, the ones that you want to grow, the ones that you wish wouldn't, the ones that you've been daring to think about. And also, of course, the ones that yeah, you really wish would go away. In that particular department, we have an awful lot of winter weeds. Um, and the, the winter weeds, of course, are also known as the lovely meadow out there in the lawn. A little bit of it's pleasant. A little bit of it helps the pollinators find something to eat. I'm all for that. But when it gets to the place where things are moving too quickly, you've got a half a lawn covered up in these lovely little pink and white and blue flowers of different sorts. Well, you need to be thinking about why the lawn won't do well underneath them. Right now, the first step you can take is to get out there before they grow anymore and cut their heads off. They've bloomed a while. There's other things coming along to bloom now that the the weather is changing, and you can get those winter weed heads off, whether it's henbit or you might even have the little um, amsonia down there in the corner. You might have any number of things. Virginia buttonweed, for example. There's a reason why those things dominate and your lawn doesn't. But for right now, the thing to do is to get their heads off so that they don't make more seeds and therefore more weeds later. Okay? Speaking of the text line, I see somebody's up here for us. Um, I need to, obviously I need to increase the size of the type on this. It's old woman eyes. Let's see. Um, Oh, this is a really good question. Betty wants to know if she can use the oil spray in March since the freezing temperatures have just been keeping it when it gets too cold if the oil spray doesn't work. The good news is that next week is going to be more seasonable 
and indeed we will be better better equipped to use oil sprays. Read the label of the product you have chosen. Most of the time, they'll tell you to use them between 40 and 75, 40 and 70 degrees, something like that. So, But read the one that you have particularly chosen to use. The label might say all seasons. That's not true. It's actually a temperature dependent. So now, I will tell you that in a few moments of extreme anger, I have sprayed weeds with oil in the summer that were in my driveway that were driving me crazy. And, of course, because it was too hot, <laughs> that wasn't what they were supposed to have happened to them. But it did it did suppress them. That's not what we're doing with this. We're trying to spray woody surfaces, let this to say stems, twigs, branches, trunks. We want to get them saturated. And then if it's an evergreen tree or shrub, we want to get underneath the leaves as well as on top with this horticultural oil spray to suppress insects to prevent their return if you've had them before and to keep them out of your way if you have not. It's one of those one of the few things you can really do um, super super easily at this point. And, and frankly, I think everybody ought to have a sprayer that does nothing but oil spray myself. Um, let's see now. Oh my goodness, Phil's in Long Beach and says that Ooh, with a 25-year-old camellia, two-thirds of the tree is nice, and one other part is a greenish-yellow. Does it need fertilizer, or is it dying? Well, it's probably not dying. Um, the the good news is that, uh, that that it's probably not dying. The bad news is that you may be having dieback in that one part. I would, as soon as the flowers are finished, I would prune the shrub as you would usually do to keep it in shape, but I would prune that part harder, Okay. And I would also watch that part for anything, any other signs. For example, if the new growth comes out and is not healthy, is black or is yellow or is otherwise twisted up, you're going to know that that's, you're getting die back on that particular branch. That doesn't mean the plant's going to die. It does mean, though, that if this would be a good year to consider propagating it. So that's, that's what I would say about that camellia. 25 year old camellia, love, love, love. That's just, a, that's a legacy plant right there. <laughs> Oil spray is another good if you if you have camellias you you most always want to use oil spray and it is a matter of timing it when the buds are not open. You, sometimes it's um, before they bloom and sometimes it's after. Let's see. Adding a fruit tree at Keith is in JS wants to talk about a fig variety is one better than others. You know, that really depends on what you like to eat. Um the the fig varieties that I, I'm absolutely crazy about the LSU varieties, LSU gold, LSU purple. Um, but you can't beat brown turkey, which is the classic fig. That one's one of the ones that will oftentimes make a summer crop and then a later in the summer or almost fall crop. So I like brown turkey for that reason. They're just, and really, the sugar content and all that um, doesn't seem to matter very much. I do like the big Italian figs, just because they're very sweet and very light tasting compared to things like brown turkey. But if I was only going to grow one, I would, I'd probably plant, plant brown turkey fig. Okay? Look for that one. I know it's old timey. It's good though. It'll live a long time. Mabel's in Jackson. Hello, my dear. How are you? Hello. Hello. Good morning, Mabel. How are your flower beds doing? Oh, 
why. That's what, that's what I don't know. That's what I, mm-hmm. I'm going to check and see. Do I need to plant anything? Because my yard was full of snow for two days or three. Yeah, mine too. Um, I'm I'm going to say not today unless you had something you were ready to plant. In other words, I'm going to let everything that's there wait a couple of weeks before I start doing anything to it other than, for example, I saw some pansies this morning that are green at the bottom and completely bleached out yellow at the top. You know, they've lost their flowers. We can trim that off and leave the green part at the bottom. I'm, I'm did, I did that to my snapdragons the other day because that tip, that tip part's not going to come back. <laughs> but the rest of it probably will. The shrubs, more of the shrubs will be okay than we think. Um, I have got a little dwarf sasanqua that obviously has damage on its leaves, but the shrub's going to be fine. So I don't want to cut down anything. I don't want to go out and start digging up stuff or replanting for another at least another week. Oh, what about my blueberries? Reckon they'll survive? They're, they're going to be fine. They, if they were already trying to bloom, there may that may have been uh, that may set, be a setback for the flowers and fruits. But mine have not bloomed yet, and I'm not that far away from you, so I think they're going to be fine. Okay, but this one question I want to ask. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have a, a lot of carrots. Yeah, and I want is there any way you can preserve carrots? You know, save them. Because I had a lot of give them to them, and I love carrots, mm-hmm. but I don't want to throw them away. You know, I think that you can um, peel them and cut them up and blanch them like you would do green beans or something like that and put them in the freezer. But I really like cooked carrots. So oh. if it was me, I'd probably be roasting them and, and then freezing what I roasted. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I like them. I like the taste of that. But any way that you like to eat them, carrots will freeze just fine. Yeah, you just put them in soup and around yeah. my, uh, uh, you know, in my pots, you know, in my food. Love that. Uh-huh. I would, I would blanch them and before I put them in the freezer, or even before I put them to store very long. So you, you peel them and then peel you, them and then yeah, just put, cut them up in pieces and do that hot water kind of drink. You know what I mean? Where they're boiling in hot water and you put them in for a little bit mm-hmm. so that they don't. So that they will stop their process and stay nice and orange. Okay. That's the only thing I would do. Oh, that's right. a well, nice that's, gift. That's what I do because I have a lot of them, you know, give them to me, and I hate to throw them away. Yeah, that's a nice gift. Mm-hmm. All right. Now we're going to have some warm weather, and then it's going to cool off again. It's good to hear from you, Mabel. Thank you. You too. Take care. You know, Mabel's my neighbor um, around from where I live, and we have very similar circumstances. I had about three days of well, there was there are places there was places that it didn't thaw for four days in the, in the corner of things, but it was quite a lot. The ice was more interesting. The snow was pretty. The ice is pretty, but the the animals were more fascinated by the ice because it was very slick, um, very skating rink kind of thing out there. They don't like that so much. <laughs> Welcome to weekend gardening, where I tell you what my cats are doing. <laughs> <as well. laughs> I have no idea what that is. Nor do I, but that is our out music. Well, I didn't see that. That was not there when we signed on today because it was a different tune. Um, I think we should probably be real careful because who knows what these people are saying. And uh, 
the, it's the computer has taken hold of us today, folks. We hope it doesn't take us anywhere we don't want to go. I'll just bring this down. We'll talk our way out of this segment. <laughs> I think that's probably a wise idea. We've got idea. 45 seconds to kill. Here's, here's a quote for you that uh, people may or may not have heard before. And, and, and since we're in the gardening world, uh, I like the, the Robert Louis Stevenson quote that says, Don't judge each day by the harvest you reap, but by the seeds that you plant. Hmm. I'm going to be working on some planting some seeds today. I want to sprout some green beans and get them out into the grow table. I don't know what you'll be up to, but there's an awful lot that we can plant. Just one more thing before we get carried away here in this 45-second wrap. Hans Christian Andersen said, where words fail, music speaks. We're going the opposite way today. Come on back for some more weekend gardening here in just about, oh, I don't know, three, two, one. The Mississippi Office of Homeland Security wants to remind you that public safety is everyone's responsibility. To help Mississippians take part in securing their communities, our office has created a C-Send That was not there. I don't remember what it said, but it said something activity else. tips straight to the Mississippi Fusion Center. Download it for free from your app store today by searching C-Send. You can also report suspicious activity by phone to 888-4-SAFE-MS or 601-933-7200. Online reporting available That's at homelandsecurity.ms.gov. Are you stuck inside but still looking for bargains on new and second-hand goods? Try HiBid.com, the online auction site for just about anything. HiBid.com offers a safe and easy way to find hundreds of thousands of items for sale every day. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden. Now is the time to get yourself to Lakeland Yard and Garden for the largest selection of patio furniture, outdoor indoor living areas, umbrellas, replacement cushions, and beautiful fountains and stepping stones. You'll even find Komodo Joe grills and collegiate gift items. The expert staff members at Lakeland Yard and Garden will be happy to guide you through their large nursery stock of bedding plants, perennials, tropicals, and more. While you're there, be sure to get your topsoil or mulch sold by the bag or in bulk. Lakeland Yard and Garden even offers local delivery. Lakeland Yard and Garden, growing your way and serving you for over 40 years. Stop by or call today, located at Lakeland Drive and Airport Road, 601-939-7304, online at lakelandyardandgarden.com. Listen to your garden mama now. It's Lakeland Yard and Garden Center for all your gardening needs and a whole lot more. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick, GMC, or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick, GMC. You drive everything we do. New Care MD is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. For health care the way it should be, visit NewCareMD.com. That's NewCareMD.com. 
According to the National Institutes of Health, 30% of hospital admissions in older adults are drug-related, like taking meds at the wrong time. Hero Health simplifies medication management. The smart device stores up to 90 days' worth of up to 10 different pills. It dispenses them at the push of a button. Try Hero risk-free for 30 days and get free contactless delivery. Just call 800-420-7550. That's 800-420-7550. 800-420-7550. Hero Medication Manage. Pure Air Consultants is your heating and cooling professionals, and they're ready to work for you. We're the home of the once-a-year $119 heating and cooling service special, along with 24 months same as cash and no credit check financing. Call us at 601-939-7420. That's 601-939-7420 or online at MyPureAirConsultants.com. That's MyPureAirConsultants.com. A proud provider of Green Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? Green, the new degree of comfort. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. Well, it thundered on February 17th, I'm told, by Mike in Madison. Does that indeed mean that uh, there'll be frost that week in April? I don't know. (laughs) That's one of the things that we hear. Okay, that's one of the things that probably is true some years. I can't tell you it's true every year. I can tell you that here's a couple more. If you're in zone 8 or 9, if the pecan has leafed out, it's not going to freeze again. If you're in zone 8 and 7, yes, that's right, both of these are in zone 8. Both 8 and 7, it's black gum, Nissa sylvatica. If that one has leafed out, you're cool to to go with summer crops, all right? That's as close as I can get to whether or not it's going to thunder again. Now, I mean, whether or not it's going to snow or freeze or whatever. Um a lot of times we have later we, that's why there's terms like blackberry winter the, the that's that's when weather has warmed up things are blooming and suddenly there's a late surprise frost on the blackberry flowers and they destroy the crop oftentimes that's what people are worried about blueberries if the flowers are ruined that year's crop goes it's not you know it's not recoverable at that point um in the same way got a text from let's see I think this is Mary in Madison who asked about her brown camellia bud. Should she cut them off or just let them fall? Doesn't matter. They're they're probably going to abscess in just a day or two anyway with this heat. So just I would just let them fall. I don't want to leave them on the ground though, because they are a potential source of petal blight, which is a different problem that you don't want to have next year. So pick them up or rake them up, or if you can just it's it's kind of like my gloved hand idea. All right. If you've got on a pair of gloves, garden gloves, and you're out there looking at your elephant ear or your amaryllis or your crinum or anything else with big green leaves, big gushy green leaves coming off of it, and they're big, they're sort of falling over and floppy, if you can take hold of that and without pulling just take it away from the plant, 
that's fine. I don't want you to cut. I don't want you to pull. I don't want you to stress. But if you can't stand it and you've got those really green-stemmed plants, it's okay to go out and see whether or not they'll come away in your gloved hand gently. And a lot of it will. Um, I took out, I took several things off of the elephant ear yesterday. But it's just, we're trying not to disturb the plants too much. They've already had, they've been through something, but it's not too much for them in most cases, and hopefully it's not too much for you either. Let's see, Scott's in Hattiesburg. Um, hello, Lawn Ranger, how you doing? He wants to transplant a sago palm. Should he cut it back first because it's brown from the freeze? Yes, I would do that first. Um, Kelly or Mike, I'm sorry, has burned carrot tops, will they recover? That particular leaf will not, but that doesn't mean that your carrots are not fine. So I'm um, I'm doing this with parsley. I've got a whole lot of burned parsley leaves. Those are not going to yellow back up or green back up even. They're white. So I'm clipping those off. But they're still green in there at the very base, and that will grow back. So once I get all that clipped back, then I'll fertilize the parsley, and it will come up and grow some more. I would do the same for the carrots. Cut off the part that's obviously what's called etiolated. It's turned white. That means it's given up everything it can give up. All its photosynthesis is photosynthetic. Um, capacity is kaput. So you just go ahead and take those off, but let the rest of it stay. And again, don't pull. Just reach in there and clip gently that, that white leaf, okay, that whitened leaf. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's really hard to say about that whole business about the thunder, the, um, my, my, the squirrel behavior is another one. I had a neighbor that measured how cold the winter was going to be by how big the squirrel nest got in the trees. I don't know. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. I seem to have just about the same number of squirrels every year, <laughs> and their nests are not necessarily any bigger either. Um Well, Ken's in Fernwood with political commentary this morning, and and enlightening stuff. I'm I'm not sure about that, but but okay, <laughs> that's all I can say. As I have promised you, if you are a part of the Garden Mama community on Patreon, or if you are a subscriber to the Garden Mama newsletter, this afternoon is going to be our first group Zoom, and I, I hope that you are already part of that. If you're not, you can go to Patreon and. Join us. We will be more than happy to welcome you in. Um, it's going to be fun. We're gonna, this is a program that I'm doing monthly to talk with you, your questions apart and separate from here, but also a whole bunch of other people that don't get up and listen to radio and don't even listen in real time sometimes, but they do subscribe to the newsletter. And then there's some other people who live their lives online, and fortunately for me, they found me too. So it's a really interesting group of gardeners, um, and, and every every group of gardeners is, is interesting to me because I have the fundamental belief uh, that Julia Child was right. You know, She said she learned something new every time she walked into anybody's garden, I mean anybody's kitchen. I feel that way about anybody's garden or anybody's plants. So love to see you there. Appreciate that. Um, do you know about February 29th and how difficult it is to celebrate your birthday if you're born February 29th? We don't even have one this year. It's rough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Blessed to be on the 15th. I had uh, an uncle whose birthday was, I didn't understand all that when I was a little girl. He would tell me that he was like seven, you know. <laughs> I had no idea what he's talking about. Later on, that's, they told me the story. But 
I did not know there were so many people who have come to acclaim, one of whom I'm particularly fond of, is a woman named Dinah Shore. Dinah Shore was um, a big band singer. She was a television personality. She had she was one of the very first women to have her own talk show, entertainment, you know, variety show in the daytime. Um, she was a girlfriend of Burt Reynolds at one time and a bunch of just all sorts of other people. But I loved this quote from her. She said, I never wanted to set the world on fire, so I never had to burn any bridges behind me. <laughs> I think that's really good. That's something we might all want to think about from time to time. One thing that I'm doing in my garden this week, uh, besides cleaning things up, is is getting more seating places. I've decided that it's going to be a, a good and long spring, and whether or not I have enough spots to sit outdoors, I'm, I'm going to have one in, with each of my favorite views, and I encourage you to do the same. Yeah, sometimes that means that you end up having to create the view, but that's all right. We We can do that. In the Gardening Takes Guts department, y'all are so kind to uh, help me with that. Somebody sent me this story this week. The Welcome Sanger Institute and EMBL's European Bioformatics Institute has let us know that uh, we don't even know. We have not even identified half of the viral species living in the human gut. How does that make you feel? It should make you feel good because you need all this excitement going on here. We just don't need it to be the ones that are going to hurt us. However, they have identified, because viruses are indeed the most numerically large group of things on the earth, whatever you're counting, there's more of them. There's more viruses. 140,000 virals in our guts, and we only know what about half of them are. There's more mosquitoes than that in my backyard. I'm telling you, there's a whole world. Now, people who are looking for a career, people who are looking for something to study, this is a big deal. And for the folks who have been kind enough to to do Gardening Takes Guts with me, um, i got to say this is very exciting. And this is a paper published in Cell, which is, of course, extremely renowned journal in that particular area. They, the diversity and the number was extremely high. What they did was to analyze almost 30,000 gut microbiome samples from different parts of the world. So it, in addition to the bacteria that we understand and that we you know, feed with yogurt and one thing and another, there are hundreds of thousands of bacteriophages. And, of course, that is a virus that we are, understand. They infect the bacteria. We, we've we been down this road together before, and if you've not been down this road with me, trust me, you want to go down it because it's really, really interesting. Um, the, the, the imbalances in this microbiome that we carry around with us, you know, in our bellies is incredible. The things that are that we're capable of feeling better, the things that we're that are capable of making us feel worse, and relatively little is known about it. So this is a huge area for study. I look forward to all of the work that's being done about by the Welcome Sanger Institute is for course famous for this kind of stuff. The European Bioinformatics Institute is one of those places where they count stuff. And I'm really happy that they're counting viruses in your guts. That's right. They had to go around and get all these studies and bring them together, which is, again, the sort of thing that we have more ability to do now than we used to do. 
Um, in the same way, Rice University has been doing some really interesting work lately in this particular area in in figure out figuring out what that term gut check really means. You know, you, you feel things, you, you, you do a gut check and think, well, do I want to go down this street or do I want to open this package or whatever you're doing? That's the things where you stop and think a moment. Well, it turns out that it's really good that you do that. Rice University and Baylor College of Medicine have been working on a way to mimic the conditions in, in, a, in an intestinal environment so they can tell what that is. And what that is is actually a very direct connection between your guts and your brain. Sometimes you have to, we have, it's, we have to get your attention. <laughs> so sometimes we get your attention with a sharp thought. Sometimes we get it with a sharp gut. And in, in this particular case, um, I, I think it's fascinating the way that they're working on looking for ways to treat common human problems, um, you know, stomach disorders and whatnot. They may be able to do it through our heads as well. I really thought that was more of like a fight-or-flight thing more than a gut thing. Well, it's a different thing. Fight-or-flight is a reaction to something that is coming at you. Or in other words, in, in, in real time, the gut check reflex does, it can be for reading a book. It's not necessarily something that you need to either fight or flight or flee. But fight and flight is all tied up with your adrenaline. And that that's when your adrenaline is is marked, you know, when that's the thing that goes off first. You're going to do one or the other. You're either going to stay there and fight or you're going to flee. I tend to be a fleer. Um, I, I'm not, not I, I'm not much of a fighter, although there are people who would argue with me about that. Needless to say. More and more interesting information about our guts. I will save some of it for another day. <laughs> lots of research. Lots going on in that area. The whole notion of sustainability and sustainable gardening is what drives my course in this particular part of the world. Um, I don't want to do something I can't keep doing. I don't want to do something that you can't keep doing. I don't want to suggest to you something that is going to be either so toxic to your environment or to you that you decide you don't want to do it. I want to give you garden advice that you're going to actually accept and take and become a better gardener with. And that's why I was very excited to run into this study um, published in One Earth by and led by the McGill University talking about the ways to sustainability and how very much different they are. There's no one-size-fits-all way to do it. So I'm, I was very encouraged by this. Um, sometimes we think back back when we used to say, you know, are you an organic gardener and are you did you even know what that is or can you possibly do it? People said you can't do that in the south. You know, the, the, the ground never freezes and the bugs don't die. Well, those things are true. But we can live sustainably in our gardens and we can work very specifically in the ways that make it easier for us both to to avoid Raleigh's yard full of mosquitoes, but also in a way to say help my neighbor with his the terrible fungus that's on his crepe myrtles oh, my goodness what a mess let's see um coming up all right we're going to be going to the phones when we come back after this particular break we're going to talk about our patchwork earth we're going to talk about figuring out a little bit more from rice university about the earth's nitrogen which is just fascinating stuff 
really brilliant, brilliant things. There's a lot going on in this garden world. It's a time of transition. It's a shifting season. And it's really a time when we need to pay attention to what we're doing and when we're doing it. But also that we can't control everything that's coming along. Part of understanding sustainability and part of understanding planting our feet and being able to live is what we can actually do something about and what we can't. So I'm here to help you with that. We can fix a lot of things in the garden, and we can choose to grow things that are sometimes a little easier to do. All right? We're going to come back. We're going to talk about tree transplanting. We're going to talk about asparagus, ferns, this, that, the other thing, all that's on your green mind right here on Weekend Gardening. Sure, you don't need to call Mississippi 811 before you dig the post holes? I'm just going down a foot or two. It's really not digging. Okay, but I'm just saying. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Digging post holes? You'll need to call Mississippi 811 two days before you dig to prevent you from hitting things like underground electric wires. <laughs> Honey, our electricity just died. Call 811 two days before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. Confidence, peace of mind, a way forward. During tough times, these are the things we all want. And with the personalized help of a Trustmark relationship manager, it's something we can find together. That's why Trustmark is standing by business owners. No matter what challenges you may be facing, we are here with a suite of financial services to help you find a path forward. Learn more at Trustmark.com business. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. It's that time of year when love is in the air and you just crave something sweet. Valentine's Day. Uh, wrong. It's Mazda of Jackson's Sweet Deal Sales Event. That's right, all February. We're giving you the sweetest deals possible on our entire selection of Mazdas. Right now, get 0% financing for 60 months on new 2021 Mazda CX-9s and on 2021 Mazda 6s. That's right, 0% for 60 months. This will save you thousands in finance charges. We're also offering you money-saving deals on every vehicle in stock. Get super low 2.9% financing on certified pre-owned Mazda 3s and Mazda CX-5s. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Our credit specialists work hard to get you approved. No matter your past credit history, 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Bring in your current vehicle and we'll give you the best possible price for it, even if you don't buy a new one from us. So come scoop up your sweet deal before it's too late. Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. MazdaofJackson.com. See dealer for details with approved credit select models. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden. Now is the time to get yourself to Lakeland Yard and Garden for the largest selection of patio furniture, outdoor indoor living areas, umbrellas, replacement cushions, and beautiful fountains and stepping stones. You'll even find Komodo Joe grills and collegiate gift items. The expert staff members at Lakeland Yard and Garden will be happy to guide you through their large nursery stock of bedding plants, perennials, tropicals, and more. 
While you're there, be sure to get your topsoil or mulch sold by the bag or in bulk. Lakeland Yard and Garden even offers local delivery. Lakeland Yard and Garden, growing your way and serving you for over 40 years. Stop by or call today, located at Lakeland Drive and Airport Road, 601-939-7304, online at lakelandyardandgarden.com. Listen to your garden mama now. It's Lakeland Yard and Garden Center for all your gardening needs and a whole lot more. When the power goes out, your life is disrupted. Heat, air conditioning, refrigeration, phones, all gone. Be prepared for the next outage with a Generac Home Standby Generator. After sensing a power outage, a Generac Generator automatically restores your home's power, whether you're home or away. Power your life with a Generac Home Standby Generator. In Central Mississippi, contact Generator Technologies at 601-862-3419. That's 601-862-3419 or online at generator-tec.com. Ridgeland Medical Clinic is a proud sponsor of the Gallo Radio Show. Conveniently located in Ridgeland off Highway 51 North in the Oak Place Shopping Center. Call them to see Jody Adams today. Selling turnips on a flatbed truck. Crunching on a pork rind when she pulled up. She had to be thinking this is where it next come from. She had high on her license plate She was lost in looking for the interstate Needing directions And I was a man for the job I told her way up yonder past the caution light There's a little country store with an old coke side It's a little bit harder to uh, ask for somebody for a half and half sweet tea <laughs> Which is the way a lot of us like it. I like, actually, I like unsweet sweet tea, but that, you know, you can't run into that too often. If we could have some half sweet, that would be better most of the time. Y'all know, if you've listened to this program before, you know that I believe that we are all carrying around five to ten pounds of some corn syrup, the, the high fructose type that we can't digest. The way God made it. <laughs> no. No, actually, if we were going by the way God made it, we'd be doing a whole lot more agave and stevia, I think. (laughs) But my grandfather, who was a sugar chemist, would disagree. (laughs) I I was in a brown sugar phase or a turbinado sugar phase or one of those things. I love sugar. I'm always looking for something else that's not going to hurt me as much because I just love sugar. And he would say... You really think that's any different? You know, it's like, well, no, I realize chemically we're looking at the same thing, but the concentration and the effect, you know, it's like, hmm, I have to think about that. I think chemically I've got a little bit of Dr. Pepper in my DNA. <laughs> it's just it's how I got here. You know, Good questions coming in on the text line today. And Jeremy's been holding on from Laurel on the uh, on, on the Super Talk call line, we hope. Good morning, Jeremy. What's going on today? Good morning, Garden Mama. Hello. What's up? Uh, trees, Garden Mama. Oh. I have uh, a bunch, a whole bunch of oak trees in my front yard. I have one little pine tree, and I'm going to take it out. I don't like them. But I transplanted some oaks about 15 years ago. It's growing up next to my house, and there's a stub pole out here where I had a pine tree took out. And I said, well, I'll put two of these oaks. They went about a foot high. I said, I'll put them in that stub pole. Because one of them will probably die. They didn't die. I got 
<laughs> of course not. <laughs> but I have tried to transplant these little seedlings coming up in my flower bed mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I dig down. I get a shovel full of dirt, and I dig down out here and get me a couple of shovel full out and put about that. They don't never make it. What am I doing wrong? Well, the flower bed just may be that much easier to grow in than the soil out there, you know, that's not in the flower bed because it hadn't been worked up. I would just transplant those oaks and put them into a pot for till next fall and let them grow on a little bit and then plant them. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That'll give them a little bit. You know, it's kind of a transition time. Well, I told Raleigh a while ago, uh, you, you made mention he's wearing flip-flops and shorts. Mm-hmm. I told him, I said, that's what I'm doing, Raleigh. I'm sitting on my front porch See, drinking coffee wearing that's short That's what we're, we're, we live in a place, and for people who move here, it's very disconcerting. If they've lived where there's actually four seasons, you know, that, that you can measure, because we don't have that here, thank goodness. Oh, we have hot, 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 and hot. Well, and then then we have cold, and then we have freezing, and then we have flip-flops, you know, so uh, it's all kind of... No, right. I, I can always put on enough clothes to get warm. I just can't take enough off and get cool. They don't like us to do that. But getting back to the flowers, all my little Easter lilies, I had about 40 of them already budded out. They're on the ground. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they Will are. Will they ever do anything else? Well, not this year, but, yeah, they'll be fine next year. I'm talking about, uh, I, I you have uh, around 100 out there every year. Mm-hmm. i got about 35 or 40 done up there. There was two on one limb and it opened, it opened up. They're on the ground there. They're gone. Well, the the flowers will be gone for this year, but the way to tell about a bulb of any sort, whether it's a lily or a crinum or anything else that you want to test, if you go out there and at the base of the lily, when you put your finger right there where the bulb should be, if your finger goes in and it's mushy, it's probably not going to come back. But it still might have a baby bulb next to it, so I'm I'm still not going to dig it up and, and mess with any of it oh, right I'm now. I'm not going to fool it. I figure if nothing else, it will be good fertilizer. It'll be good fertilizer. <laughs> Take care of yourself, you Jim. Good. Have a wonderful day. It's good to hear from you. Great day out there. Good questions coming in on our ceasefire text line today. Um, asparagus ferns have been burnt. Will they come back or do I cut them back? You can cut that white part off, the part that has turned white, because guess what? It usually does that anyway at some point in the winter. It just happened like that this year. Usually it takes a little while. That's when they, you'll begin to see the berries on them. You know, they'll get, they'll get paler and they'll get buried up and then eventually they, that top growth does turn white. But the rest of it's undoubtedly fine. Just take the top off. The other question from um, that same person was about the crepe myrtle fungus and, and not being able to wash it off. There's a couple of things going on. If you can take your thumb and slide the, the black mold off, that is sooty mold. And with a hose-in sprayer and a plastic brush and a little time and some effort, you can get the, that off of the tree. Now, you still have to do something about the insects that are feeding in the tree or you're going to get the same problem again because the mold only occurs after the insects have been feeding. That's the first thing. However, if the bark does, if the, if the sooty mold is actually on the bark of the tree, and you also see white felt pattern popping up around the edges of it, that is crepe myrtle bark scale. And that's not that's much, much harder to deal with, much, much harder to get off of the tree. So determine what it is and then it'll that'll lead you to what you need to do. Jay wants to propagate a, an old camellia there in Ocean Springs. There are a couple of ways to do that, Jay. Um if it happens to be a big enough plant that it's got a branch down on the ground 
which a lot of them do when they get old like that. Dig a trench, plant it in there, just lay it in there, still attached to the mother plant with part of it coming out on the end. Make a ground layer. Bury that stem. You know, Take the leaves off of that part you're going to bury. Bury that stem. Put a brick on top of it. And in six months or so, you will find that, that the top has begun to grow, and you can separate it from the main plant, from the mother tree. You can also air layer at this time. And if you if the the plant is um, in, in has a nice thick branch, that's a really good way to do. Um, there are a couple of things you can either do it individually, like make a slit, wedge it open in that on that branch, with maybe a toothpick, a little at the end of a toothpick. What you're doing is wounding it to encourage it to root. So you wound that, and then you get wet sphagnum moss and wrap it around that section of the stem. Secure it at the top and bottom with plastic, clear plastic, so you can see what's going on. And again, roots will appear there in about six months. After the flowers are finished blooming on camellias and the new growth starts, you can look for the semi-hard wood. That is to say, not the brand new green growth and not the wood that will snap when you bend it, but the stuff in between. Those cuttings will also root four to six to eight inch cuttings, depending on how long you can get on that particular plant. So that's how to do that. Um, They're beautiful 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 plants and i encourage you to root particularly ones from old old bushes that are around because some of those are still in the trade but not all of them are um let's see this is and mitzi this is interesting um this is a uh a a fiddle leaf fig and the new leaf in the center is yellow usually all you have to do is fertilize the plant with some quick release not something like that you'd mix up in the water and fertilize the tree with it and spray that leaf with it something miracle grow peters any of those that say you can spray leaves with it will be fine for this i think it is just it's not able to get green because it doesn't have enough fertilizer in the system and when the top leaf does that it's usually the, literally the the less thing you need to understand the last thing you need to understand is it's no problem don't cut it okay Let's go on and see if we can't green it back up. All right. All right. My goodness, what a fast hour. Y'all are great. Good questions, good thoughts, and a couple of good jokes coming in here today. Well, guess what? We'll be back because this is Weekend Gardening. Due to the coronavirus, everyone has been asked to practice safe distancing from each other. The propane industry has been classified as essential workers, so we will continue to service our customers. In most cases, only essential work is being performed, such as gas deliveries. For the safety of our workers, we are asking you to check your propane gauges and call your propane supplier when your tank gauge reads 30%. Rules and regulations require the propane professional to leak test your system and put your propane appliances back into service. The only way this can be done is for our employees to enter your home. With the coronavirus, it is not safe to have outside people entering your home, and currently our employees do not feel comfortable entering homes. 
A time could come when we are not allowed to enter homes, so please check your tank and call your propane supplier when your tank gauge reaches 30%. From all the members of the Mississippi Propane Gas Association, stay safe and God bless. I'm John Albritton. If your diamond seems smaller today than yesterday, trade it for a larger stone at Albritton's. Our certified gemologist will give you a generous, no-obligation appraisal of your diamond, which can be applied to your new selection. Whether you choose to remount your existing stone or simply trade it, you'll get the most diamond value at Albritton's. Quality and value go hand in hand at Albritton's. Albritton's Jewelers. Selling your vehicle? We'll buy it. Need to put it on our lot? We'll consign it. Just need a new ride for the new you? We'll trade it. Pinnacle Motors needs you. Well, need your vehicle. Steve Owen and the friendly staff of Pinnacle Motors is buying, consigning, and trading quality pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs at the corner of Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon and online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Pinnacle Motors needs you. Well, needs your vehicle. Quality vehicles. Affordable prices. Pinnacle Motors. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Your body should handle your first COVID shot relatively easily. Dr. Dan Ebney with the Mississippi Coronavirus Task Force says it's the second shot, the booster shot, that will cause more of a response. So when you hear people talk about running fever, feeling achy, fatigue, that's the immune system doing what it's supposed to do. It thinks it's fighting the coronavirus. And if you've had COVID and you're getting vaccinated, you'll experience the most vigorous immune response. That's your body doing what it's supposed to do. And we just try to prepare people to be ready for those symptoms and be ready to, to treat them. The vast majority of people, though, do very well. And you've heard the phrase, drain the swamp? Douglas Carswell, president and CEO of the Mississippi Center for Public Policy, recently appeared on The Next Revolution on Fox and says there is another approach. I think what we need is an action plan to sidestep the swamp. We don't need to wait on progressives to do things at a state level that can actually roll back the size of government. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. Hello, this is Rosie the Skunk for Atmos Energy. You might think I make a bad smell. I mean, of course you do. Why wouldn't you? After all, I'm a skunk. But my stinky fragrance is nothing compared to the rotten egg smell of a gas leak because that could be dangerous. So if you think you smell a leak or encounter other signs such as hearing a hissing or blowing sound or seeing a vapor cloud, blowing dirt or bubbling water, do not smoke, talk on the phone, turn on or off equipment or vehicles, or do anything that could cause a spark. Leave the area immediately. Then call 911 and Atmos Energy. Atmos Energy will send a trained technician to investigate the situation. Take it from a skunk. Gas leaks just plain stink. Seriously, there's no gray area here. When dealing with gas leaks, it's black and white. Yep, that's a little skunk humor there. For more information, visit atmosenergy.com slash gas safety. 
The need for blood donations has reached a critical stage. Merle Eldridge with Mississippi Blood Services says you can even donate if you've had COVID-19. We just ask that you're 28 days symptom-free if you've had COVID. And if you've received the vaccine, does it impact your ability to donate? Right now, it does not. So your Moderna and your Pfizer vaccines, there is no waiting period for those vaccines. So don't let that keep you from coming in. Eldridge says they especially need O-negative donations as those supplies are nearly at zero. And gas prices continue to rise. Trilby Lundberg, publisher of the Lundberg Survey, tells us where it stands now. The average price of gasoline regular grade is two sixty four. It's up fourteen cents over the past two weeks. It is forty four cents higher than it was back on November twenty, and it's the highest price since mid January of last year. Find us online at supertalk.fm. For Supertalk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. From Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. Basketball action in the Southeastern Conference today finds the Ole Miss Rebels at Vanderbilt with a 2.30 tip-off there and a 2 o'clock airtime on the Ole Miss Basketball Network. Alabama will be at Mississippi State trying to clinch the regular season championship, which they were unable to do during the week against Arkansas. And that game has been moved to a 5 o'clock tip-off at the Humphrey Coliseum for 30, the airtime on the Mississippi State Basketball Network today. Other action, Tennessee at Auburn, South Carolina at Georgia, LSU at Arkansas, Florida at Kentucky. Texas A.M. Missouri has been postponed due to COVID situations. The standings right now, Alabama is 13-2 and in the conference, followed by Arkansas at 10-4. and LSU is 9-5. and Florida is 8-5. and Tennessee 9-6. and Ole Miss is 8 and seven, Missouri is seven and seven, Kentucky seven and seven, Mississippi State is seven and eight. This is Superdog Sports, Mississippi. Before you dig or drive stakes in the ground, call eight one one, or you might hit. Man, I can't wait to hang up my team mascot. <laughs> An electric line or a gas line? Tents gone. Yeah, driving stakes. Call Mississippi eight one one two days before pounding. It may keep you out of the... Don't worry, honey. The doghouse is just fine. There's room for both of us in here. Call 811 two days before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. This is Jake Mangum. It's great to be on a team that is based in Mississippi. It's important to me that my team supports our high schools, universities, and several local events throughout the state. Of course, I'm talking about my home team, Farm Bureau Insurance. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Major League Baseball spring training camps are officially underway across Florida and Arizona as Major League Baseball was unable to convince the Players Association to agree to a delayed 154-game season and expanded postseason. So spring training and the regular season will begin as scheduled, April 1st being the opening day. And each club will set its own reporting dates, but most camps are already open as they were open on February 17th with the pitchers and catchers reporting. Players must be completely in camp by yesterday. And the Men Braves and the Bloxy Shuckers are scheduled to begin their season in May. The exhibition games, the Major Leagues in the Cactus League in Arizona and Grapefruit League in Florida are scheduled to begin on Sunday tomorrow. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi.
Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. How are y'all doing today? My goodness, my goodness. What a difference a week makes. Phew. I tell you now, that's that's what we know here. All right. The world changes from minute to minute. And if, like me, you are living where there's less water coming through your pipes than you would like, you probably want to tune in to, uh, what is this? Is it, is it supertalk.watch or supertalk.tv? What, help me out, Raleigh. How do we get, how do we get to me? But anyway, the point is, you will see that my hair looks like it needs some attention because <laughs> it does. <laughs> However, the good news is that I never lost water entirely at my house, and the trickle has now returned to a fairly steady stream of water. Old inf- infrastructure is older than me, okay? And believe you, my infrastructure is not that great. <laughs> the infrastructure for the entire world is, oh, dear, my friends in Texas, I just worry about them. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. I think we're going to be all right around here, though, you know, because we're tough. And we, we will be uh, we will be even tougher as as times go um, sideways on us, sometimes we, we find out exactly who we are. Question about that crepe myrtle fungus in city, whether it's sooty mold or whether it's bark scale, in the it's all over their neighborhood. So I suggested going to the local garden center. You can do this anywhere in, in the state. Go to the local garden center or your cooperative extension office, county agent's office, and ask someone to come and look. If your homeowners association hasn't t- paid any attention to it, they may not understand that, Everybody's trees are affected, and every other tree that's not in there, in, if they got a thousand crepe myrtles and two hundred of them are affected, the others are going to be also over a period of time. So it may be time to act, or it may be time to pick another favorite tree. <laughs> so it's up to y'all. Tune in on supertalk.fm forward slash watch. Thank you. I knew there was something about watch in there. I had to get that. Um, I'm I'm fascinated by John's work. This is just beautiful he's painting from memory again and uh but before that he 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 had a he had a bit of a struggle trying to harvest his turnips in the freeze let me get to that here in a little bit right now though let me tell you that my name's Nellie neal i'm known as the garden mama and on saturdays i get the whole court right here a couple hours of weekend gardening it is a joy it is a great pleasure to be here and i'm lucky to have a microphone because there aren't that many of them in this world trust me the super talk call line triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven and the c spire text line six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five now just to add to your collection you can always get in touch with me if i'm not here mama on air at yahoo.com mama m-a-m-a real simple Mama on air at yahoo.com. And of course, if you want to be part of the community that is even more interactive with me, you should come on to Patreon with me, patreon.com slash garden mama. Check it out. All right. Jody in Harrison County. Let's talk about your millet. What's up? Hey, Miss Nelly. First of all, I want to say that the only people tougher than Mississippians and Louisiana folk are Texans. They'll be okay. I do believe they will. <laughs> um, I'm out here planting potatoes, and I, it dawned on me that I could ask you something I've been having a hard time figuring out. Um, I know some forms of millet, uh, basically the chemicals that are in it, 
produce cyanide. Is that am I correct in that from my research? I don't know. There's a there's a, it, that triggers something in the back of my brain, but I'd have to look it up because I don't well, know. I, I I've been <laughs> I looked it up and uh, I found out that pearl millet is is safe to eat. I'm, I'm trying to make sure my family has uh, some sort of flour if mm-hmm. things get bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I looked it up and I found out that majority uh, or almost always the millet in in chicken scratch is uh pearl millet and it looks just like it i know that's safe to eat um can you verify that that's true or not no that, i can't not- but i can tell you who to ask <laughs> see i don't know everything okay. but if i were interested yeah, if, if i were interested if I, if I was interested in grains um really just almost in in any question about that sort of stuff and and chicken edible stuff i'm going to go to literally there are lists in the organic gardening foundation world rodale foundation there are lists of all that sort of stuff there also are lists in the the folks that do um heirloom gardening the 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 sustainable gardening folks i'll send you their name in a minute as soon as i remember it but the point is there are people who do this all day long and i i go to those kind of sources for my information for a list of that sort of thing and yeah of course you if you want to grow a, a an alternative um for a flower source, you've got a lot of choices because we've got a nice long growing season. You can grow all sorts of things here, and I don't I don't have any problem with you doing that. I will tell you that um, garbanzo bean flour is heavy duty stuff. <laughs> you need to mix it with something else. <laughs> That's my latest well, flower adventure. <laughs> well, my wife's Puerto Rican, and and uh, she actually wants me to plant garbanzo. Oh, for uh, sure. I love it. It's just intense. You know, you have to know what you're doing. She probably knows a lot more than I'll ever know about dealing with it. But it was it's a good flavor and it's a good quality product. It's just different. And you have to I have to mix things to get them to where I can actually work with them because I'm I'm not I'm not as good as I wish I was. <laughs> and all that. Are you going to grow wheat? Have you grown winter wheat yet? I'm sorry. Have you grown winter wheat yet? No, ma'am. Okay. I'm just curious. I'm, I'm just an old Southern boy. I grow basically the things that Southern people grow. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that actually that wheat would grow well down here. We'll, we'll, uh, we grow it um, in the Delta. Okay. Well, I'm, you know, you're I'm a little hotter. County. Yeah, you're a little hotter. <laughs> Will it grow well here? I don't know. Somebody from up there needs to tell us. I do know that um, it, it grows in in similar situations to my favorite, which is alfalfa. And I love alfalfa for ground cover in, in a garden that I'm not going to use right now, even in Zone 8 or in Zone 9. You're almost down to Zone 9, almost. Yes. I wish I was there today. What can I tell you? I know it's a beautiful day in Harrison County. <laughs> it's, it's cloudy, but it's it's actually super comfortable. I haven't sweated one time pulling a hose through the ground. So. I love it. Um, how about oats? You know, I don't I don't know anybody who grows oats. Somebody out there, y'all tell us, do y'all grow oats? Tell me about this. Rhett's going to um, weigh in on something. Rhett always has a point of view about all this kind of stuff. If millet's not safe, I know uh, uh, a lot of bakers who need that information, he says. And, um, and, and, and because it's gluten-free, of course, is why it's so popular. I'm sorry I didn't even think to say that. 
or to ask you about it. But um, I don't know about growing it. I don't know if Rhett's grown it either. But we're going to find out, aren't we? You're going to keep us and um, you're going to enlighten us. And, and it's, it's exceptionally nutritious, more so than, than uh, wheat. So. Oh, yeah, it has a lot going for it. I know that. When, uh, when you read about all the flowers, there's always that balance between which one is the easiest to produce and which one is the best for you. You know, yes, ma'am. <laughs> so there's a lot of times there's a difference. All right, yes, now ma'am. I want to know more about flour next week. Tell your wife, hey, for me. Thanks, Jody. Take yeah, care of yourself. You. That's great. Good news. Um, let me see now. I can't turn. I can't let that phone line go. So do that for me. Thank you. Let's see. Somebody wants. You know, I'm going to start giving y'all funny names. Um, JB. I know of like five people with the initials JB, so I'm not going to call it, call out any of y'all. When and how much to prune ice damage on fascia? Wait at least two weeks and then cut off whatever part is crisp. If it goes down into the cane of the fascia, I'm probably, when the weather's absolutely warm, I'm going to cut down into that and let it start up again. But I'm not going to do that now. I'm not going to do anything now except let it die back however much it's going to because fatsias we just cannot tell about um that's a plant that in depending on if for example if you're in harrison county at jody's house it might have a little bit of a browning to the top leaf on the other hand if you're at my friend's house in in hernando hello wilson um, and, and you have a fatsia, it's probably burned about halfway to the ground. So you really want to wait on it. Oleander is the same way. Oleander may have brown tips, but you don't want to cut it back until you know how much of it is browned off. If it burns all the way to the ground, you can still cut it down and it will grow back from the roots nine times out of ten. Or maybe even 99 out of 100. We'll see. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let's see. Um, Rhett's getting the... Uh, okay, Birmingham is still further north, though, and but he grows... We have, a, some, we have a report of millet that grows in Birmingham, the area there, and it's for alcohol production. I can appreciate that. But I can also tell you that that's further north than Harrison County. I worry that it's going to be a little hot, and he may have, had to, he may have needed to plant it sooner in the season. We'll see. We'll, we'll find out. Um, and I don't know what this means. That's true. She must have had a lot of petrol. That's what I can tell you. Now, jumping out into the to space for just a moment, because I always like to keep us, I don't know, we're, we're tuned in here in this earth where we live. But, you know, the reason why we love to look at a waterfall the reason why we even love a fountain that throws water up into the air is because we have a basic we have a basic thing in us. You can call it whatever you want to call it. We love to look up. We love to be inspired. We love to be grounded. We love to have our feet on the ground, but we love to be inspired by what is above us. And we love to look up to be inspired. That's one reason why we plant things that grow upward so that our thoughts can be lifted along with the plants. So what do you think? We have recently learned that the folks at Rice University have given us information about a primordial source of nitrogen, which, let's face it, 
we got to have some nitrogen if we're going to grow and live and do. We understand we got to have water. That's why we're so interested in Mars to find out if there was or is water there. But we're also always looking even a little further out to find similarities to our planet. And what we're discovering is that planets that are a particular distance from their star, like we are from our sun, have a much greater opportunity to have been created by small dust particles that contain both ice and carbon. Okay? This in turn, now come with me now, come down the road. This leads us to understand from the folks at the University of Copenhagen that we have a greater possibility of those planets being habitable because of both of these things, because we know that the nitrogen sources may have been there. The nitrogen sources, we understand that literally nitrogen in that group like carbon, hydrogen, oxygen makes it possible for us to live here. But these particular things, actually, the the nitrogen is found in the iron meteorites that we understand were part of our origin story here, the physical origin, not the spiritual origin, the physical origin, okay? So... When we get to this whole business about whether or not we're going to be looking in the Milky Way for other planets, the chances are much greater than we understood before if a large ice asteroid has hit the planet. I love that. So that's another thing where you and I are probably not going to be studying this as individuals, but we sure are going to be studying it as other people bring many, many opportunities for us to learn more from them. Uh, let's see. Oh, go, Rhett. The poppies are up, and they are a little bit crowded. Yes, you can do that while they're at the size they are at now, which is to say about an inch and a half tall. You can take like a chopstick or a pencil or something and wiggle them apart and lift one out and move it over a little bit. It, that's that's very doable. It's It's a form of pricking and spotting. It's not quite pricking and spotting, but it almost is. You can work with those, definitely. I'm curious. I can't wait to see those bloom. That's going to be pretty. Jeff's in Kapaya County. You're planting a fig tree today, huh? Go ahead, Jeff. Hey, how are you today? Very well, thank you. You're planting a fig? Yes, I have some cuttings off a fig tree, and I'm about to go plant them. Do they like sun? How deep are they, and what kind of fertilizer should I use? Are they rooted? Yes, I mean, I, I dug okay. down and cut up roots with, uh, you know, with the plant, with some some part of the tree that was above ground also. Okay. If you have roots on them, it's going to be easier than if you don't. But what you're looking for is a spot that is at least at least half a day of sun where the soil drains but not too well because we would like it to be able to hold water in the summertime but not the winter. You know what I'm saying? We want it, We don't want it to sit in water, but we need it to not dry out too quickly. That's why we sometimes will amend the soil. Sometimes we don't have to. And I'm going to fertilize figs with the same thing I fertilize everything, which which is a general purpose organic fertilizer. You might want to use fruit tree food. If you have a whole bunch of fruit trees and other plants, you may have different kinds of fertilizer. But they need a balanced fertilizer with something that has intended to help them produce flowers and fruit. So any, any way you want to do that. Um, I love figs, and I, I hope you have great success with them. Should I mulch them? Sure, always. 
Okay, very good. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I want to mulch figs because, first of all, we want to keep the lawnmower away from the base of the tree. But we also, because we want that, the, the fig roots are going to send out a large, almost a net. You know, they don't send a taproot down like a carrot. They send a net of roots out. And we want to be able to keep all of those well moisturized, well hydrated. Okay, okay. It's a great one. Um, oh, that's beautiful. Your Meyer lemons are gorgeous. I love those flowers on there. There, She's got a greenhouse. Congratulations. This is going to be a year when lots of people put a greenhouse on their Christmas list, I think, or their birthday wants or whatever. That, that's lovely. My, my lemon is still blooming in the front room, and it's going to roll out on the porch tonight. <laughs> I decided... It's now it's dropping all the leaves, uh, all the flowers rather, because it's either pollinated or it isn't. So it's it's time. I've got to got to go out and see what's going on. Um, let's see. Julie's in Tupelo wants to know about caladiums. This is a great time to order them if you're ordering them from far away, but it's not a good time to plant them. You don't want to plant them in the ground until the soil is warm, which is about May. So that means you still want to wait another month before you start them in containers to get ahead of that. All right. I'm going to tell you a lot of stuff because I'm your mama. This is Weekend Gardening. Open up the window, let some air to this room. I think mama's choking from the smell of stale perfume. And the cigarette you're smoking about to scare me half to death. Open up the window, let me catch my breath. Mama told me not to come. Mama told me not to come. She said. The Mississippi Office of Homeland Security wants to remind you that public safety is everyone's responsibility. To help Mississippians take part in securing their communities, our office has created a C-Send app for smartphones that can send suspicious activity tips straight to the Mississippi Fusion Center. Download it for free from your app store today by searching C-Send. You can also report suspicious activity by phone to 888-4-SAFE-MS or 601-933-7200. Online reporting available at homelandsecurity.ms.gov. Are you stuck inside but still looking for bargains on new and secondhand goods? Try HighBid.com, the online auction site for just about anything. HighBid.com offers a safe and easy way to find hundreds of thousands of items for sale every day. From rare coins to fine jewelry, tools to vintage toys, and classic cars to real estate. HighBid.com has it all. HighBid.com makes it easy to find what you're looking for, and the site is simple to use. Come to HighBid.com, that's H-I-B-I-D.com, and start discovering great deals today. This hour of weekend gardening is brought to you locally in part by the Tractor Store, your Mahindra dealer on Highway 49 South in Richland. The Tractor Store is proud to sell Mahindra, the world's number one tractor. The Tractor Store, your farm and lawn equipment destination. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden. Now is the time to get yourself to Lakeland Yard and Garden for the largest selection of patio furniture, outdoor-indoor living areas, umbrellas, replacement cushions, and beautiful fountains and stepping stones. You'll even find Komodo Joe grills and collegiate gift items. The expert staff members at Lakeland Yard and Garden will be happy to guide you through their large nursery stock of bedding plants, perennials, tropicals, and more. While you're there, be sure to get your topsoil or mulch sold by the bag or in bulk. Lakeland Yard and Garden even offers local delivery. Lakeland Yard and Garden, 
growing your way and serving you for over 40 years. Stop by or call today, located at Lakeland Drive and Airport Road, 601-939-7304, online at lakelandyardengarden.com. Listen to your garden mama now. It's Lakeland Yard and Garden Center for all your gardening needs and a whole lot more. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, wh- what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again. If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Pillium Corporation. When people hear our name, they say, cool name. What exactly do you do? Great question. Pillium helps your company stay secure and current with IT support, IT security and forensics, cloud services, and networking. Plus, next generation body cameras, in-car video systems, and mobile communications for public safety and first responder clients. In short, Pillium Corporation helps our clients grow and thrive securely. Contact us at Pillium.com. Smart people, smart business, smart solutions. I'm Dr. Andrea Russo, a cardiologist. Maybe you're waiting to talk to your doctor right now. But if you're having an irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, don't wait. This could be a serious condition like atrial fibrillation, which can make you about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you're having these symptoms, don't wait. Talk to a doctor by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. Yes, indeed, I did plant potatoes this week. They're uh, they're in the bottom of a great big container that was given to me. Thank you, Lynn. And once the cows didn't need it anymore, I got the big container. And it has a good split in the bottom of it, and I drilled a few more holes in it and literally took advantage of the couple of frozen plants that I had and yes, it, there, there were bulbs. That, these were not daffodils. These were anything. These were oddball things. And they they poked. Uh, they're they're pokey. Their holes they fell apart. They 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 were tender lilies, tender tender bulbs rather. Um, and and so I dumped those in and dumped in some rotted leaves and made just a little loose mix down there. Then I put in about a tablespoon of fertilizer per potato I was going to plant. Mixed that all up. Nestled the potatoes in at the four sides of the pot. Covered them up with about two inches more of the mix of really old potting soil and ruined, I mean, rotted rather leaves, ruined potting soil and rotted leaves. And now I'm waiting for them to grow. They'll grow a little bit and then come in, fill in a little bit more, more fertilizer, more leaves, 
fill them in, let them grow, because along that stem that they grow is where the potatoes are going to happen. And because I don't have deep, friendly soil that I can plant potatoes in, this isn't Idaho after all, I do need to use it. I use a container to get them off the ground. It's a great way to do it, and I enjoy it very, very much. Um, Let me see. Also on the text line coming up from David in Oak Grove, what about his fig trees? Is the freeze going to kill them? We don't know. And this is really true of all the woody plants. We just don't know. It depends on where it is and what happened and the age of it and all that sort of stuff. But you don't need to do anything right this minute except look the other way for a day or or ten. Wait a couple of weeks. And then you're going to take off the part that's obviously dead. But you still don't know if the roots might not send up some new growth. Or if some of the stems that have dead leaves on them, the stems might be alive. So we're going to test for those. But don't do any of that right now. Right now we're going to let them all go through whatever recovery they can. Some of them are going to drop every leaf. Some of them are going to just sit there and stare at you, and you're going to be frustrated. But this is the time for waiting. This is the slow down, you move too fast cue. You know, you do. You can move too fast. You can take out a plant that's actually alive. Um, you know, you can start chopping on one stimulate new growth and then we get another freeze and then you kill it that'd be even more fun waste all that time come on you don't want to do any of that so just wait just be patient try to be patient i have a friend that says it's not patience if it doesn't hurt (laughs) at least a little bit (laughs) that's probably true i don't like it but it's probably true um good question what to do for julie wants to know what to do with the potted hyacinths once the blooms are not so pretty um she's in winona the hyacinth will probably live in your flower bed, might come back and bloom, maybe not next year, but afterwards. They're iffy. In Monona, you have a better chance because you have a colder winter usually than further south, for example. So um, zone 8A is different from zone 8B and even much more different than zone 9 for getting hyacinths to rebloom. I would put it in the garden, cut the flowers off and just plant the leaves and bulb into the garden. Um, here's the thing. Hyacinths are lovely right up until they're not. And when they've been in the house, closed up house too long, they begin to smell not like hyacinths anymore. They smell like, oh, gosh, what do I have in the house? And so it is a good idea to go ahead and at least get the container outside. If if it hasn't uh, reached that point yet, I'm glad. So, um, the... the uh, the kudzu is not going to be affected. I'm sorry. <laughs> Neither are the fire ants. Sorry. Things are tough. There, there'll be some setbacks here and there, and we will certainly lose some vegetation. But on the other hand, um, the ones that we might like to, you know, for example, I got an email this week. Does this mean that the sand spurs will die in my lawn? No. <laughs> they will never die. <laughs> Sorry. They will never, ever, they're, ever die. They're very hard to kill. Now, there's a there's a very serious – if you happen to be someone who's interested in that a lot um, and you're on Facebook or you or you know Alan Owings or you know Bracey's Nursery, any of those websites, um, go there, there's information about dealing with them. But it is – it's not products that I'm going to use. I'm going to tell you – I want you to make the lawn grow better so that the sand spurs don't get a chance, okay? Or I want to use a spot control, get rid of them, and then make the lawn grow better. So it's a it's a whole there's a there's a way to do it, but it's a lot of work, and it's not something that I'm going to do. I spent a lot of time in my life 
trying to use herbicides to control weeds in lawns. And I'll tell you, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And I'm really good. I'm one of those people. I don't bake anything. I don't read a recipe without following it pretty close. The same is true for the labels on the products that I'll be using in my yard or not using. Okay? I'm really, I read the back of the cereal package because I can't stand not to know what it says. I read everything that comes across my face. All right? And I'm telling you, even when you follow the directions completely and explicitly, they work sometimes and sometimes they don't. For those of you who've wondered why Roundup is not the cure for everything, that's why. That's one of the reasons why. (laughs) And anyway, oh, my goodness. Memory is so, so important to all of us. I am gathering up and will be bringing to you in probably two weeks a whole segment of memory stories. You know, sometimes we'll end up with... 12 different stories about honeybees when they release research. Well, lately, the research is being released about memory. And some of this stuff is pretty interesting. I'm looking forward to some second studies that are going to be popping out. Um, if I can if I can remember what some of the topics are, I'll even tease them for you next week in the Garden Mama newsletter, All Things Garden Mama Weekly. The, the history of dogs has been kind of tied up with humans. I was thinking about this this week. As as my dog was, well, my dog that I take care of anyway, I love her dearly. Um, the, she's in my kitchen and wants to go out, and there's ice. Oh, boy, she was not happy. There's barely even any toe prints, you know, because it was so slick. But the history of dogs has really been intertwined with the humans that have domesticated them. You remember this la- last year we learned of the study about the extra muscle in the dog's face that the dog makes the expression with, that everybody goes, aww, from the puppy. Well, coyotes and wolves don't do that because they haven't been domesticated. and They don't have any desire for the reaction to that. I was looking at Lady Gaga's, um, you know, the pups, and even they seem to have it. And I I lived at one time with, with, with one of those adorable dogs, she didn't have any expression on her face. <laughs> so I think they're even they are beginning to get more of that little cutie poo face, you know, thing that everybody loves about their dogs. The study from the university at Buffalo is letting us know a bit more about some research that they're doing as to how come they're here? When what route did the dogs use to get to to North America and and how what is all this? Well, There's a bone fragment in southeast Alaska. Feel like you're saying to yourself, what in the world? (laughs) This is a piece of a femur, and it represents the oldest confirmed remains of a domestic dog in the Americas. It lived in the region more than 10,000 years ago, about 10,000. They analyzed the dog's mitochondrial genome and have found, because you can link these things up now, that it belonged to a lineage of dogs that diverged from the Siberian dogs as much as 16,000 years ago. So this was, this is another piece of evidence that the dogs that came here diverged from the Siberians. And indeed, that's a period when humans were here too, or headed over this way. So that's another piece of information um, to let us know how the dogs and the people got here all together. It's pretty interesting stuff if you think about it. <laughs> it's also... Because MIT can't help themselves, all right, they're constantly doing something. They're now trying to put the dogs out of work. 
Yep, that's right. They're invent- they've invented a machine that can sniff better than the trained canines. I don't like that. I don't like that either. I want the dogs to have work. <laughs> I look forward to the dogs in the airport. I like that. <laughs> I know that uh, the Flowood Police was using some dogs this week, and that was pretty fascinating. I, I listened to it on the pl- police scanner just because I'm a nerd. Oh. And uh, whenever they called the dog out, I just... He's even nerdier than we thought. Got a little fist pump. I was like, go, buddy. Go, voodoo. <laughs> they work hard. They yeah. work very hard. It's not an easy thing to learn for them or us, frankly. No, no question about that. There's uh, there, there are choices that they learn to make, you know, and in the, in, in the smells that they learn to identify. I'm going to say something that's almost political, so y'all hold on to your hat. I'll bet you they're going to make the dogs teach the robots how to do the job right before they fire the dogs. I'm sorry. That was terrible. But it does. It's true, though. All right. Paula's in Danville, Mississippi, with a variety of seeds of wildflowers, wondering when's the best time to plant them. It really depends on what they are, but um, most of the wildflower mixes that you would purchase would be best planted now because a lot of them are going to be on the cooler season side of things. But it really depends on which flowers they are um, and, and what, what's in there. I'm, I'm going to say plant now because the and, and save half the seed and plant them in six weeks. One, most will come up anyway, but that will give you a little bit more um, more coverage, so to speak. Plus, if there's another real cold snap, you'll be able to replant. Okay? It's interesting. We do um, flowers for cut flowers. We do flowers for, obviously, for wildflowers. Some of them are the same. And I'm happy to let you know that Tulip Tuesdays begin this coming Tuesday. So if you haven't gotten in touch with Mississippi, the flower growers of Mississippi or with Donna Yowell, do that. So you can come join us. You can always send me the email and I'll put you in touch. Mama on air at yahoo.com. Um, that's going to start. That's going to start up in on Tuesday, so I'm happy about that. It's a busy, busy time. We continue to get uh, more and more opportunities to grow stuff, and the, the good news is, um, Ken. This is I'm serious, Ken in Fernwood. How do I eliminate kudzu? Move north a long way, because just like armadillos, as temperatures warm. Kudzu moves northward, northward, just like fire ants. As temperatures warm, fire ants move northward. Trust me, all of our troubles are going to be their trouble. <laughs> and we're going to look like so smart because we know what we're doing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, one of the questions that people are always asking after this freeze, of course, can I plant my tomatoes? All right, so let's cover that right now. I'm happy to tell you that coming up on March the 19th, there's going to be the Garden Extravaganza in Jackson at the Trademark. You remember this big event used to be all over the place, and it's it's come and gone and shrunk and, and swelled. It's going to be big, be this year. Make your plans now, all right? But guess what? Even that is a little on the early side for tomatoes in central Mississippi and further north. Now, friends in Harrison County, hey, y'all. Y'all are already out there. 
because your soil doesn't get as cold anyway. And the point is, it's not the air temperature, it's the soil temperature. So if you're growing tomatoes in containers, this is the time to start thinking about making that container. It's a good use for a great big old black container because that's going to suck up a lot of heat from the sun and keep that soil warm. The problem with early planted tomatoes, you may remember this from a couple of years ago when I was in Tupelo, almost an entire crop of one of the farmers there looked real good on the outside, but when he cut them open, there were thick, white, stemmy places inside. So the, the, the pith itself was too white and too swollen. That's from cold. So if you if you plant now, and then when you go to harvest, you say, I got the first ones, but they're not right, you'll have to remember that you planted in cold soil. So think about that before you start planting, all right? Think about what the plant actually needs. Um, green beans, for example, are way different from purple hull peas in that regard, what they need. Edamame, soy, uh, edible soybeans can take a cooler temperature than can corn, for example. So think about what you're doing and think about those temperatures, okay? All right. Ha- having a lot to know about memory is important to us. Um, and I'm going to tease you with this, but I promise I'm not going to tell you any more about it till at least next week. It turns out you don't even have to have a nervous system to have memory. What? That's right. (laughs) Ah, the things we talk about on weekend gardening, because if it's the green world or if it affects you or if it's science that I don't think you're going to hear anyplace else, I'm going to bring it to you. And y'all are so kind. Y'all say the nicest things to me. It's a good thing that my ego has been sufficiently stamped on all my whole life so that I don't get it too swollen up. (laughs) Thanks, folks. Now stick around. we got a little bit more to do and a few more questions to answer here on Weekend Gardening. In response to COVID-19, Pine Grove Behavioral Health and Addiction Services is offering telehealth services. During this time, health and safety are important, which is why they've expanded their offerings to include telehealth services for children, adolescents, and adults. They have outpatient teletherapy sessions available, and Pine Grove also expanded its telehealth services to include its intensive outpatient program, drug treatment program. Also, all Pine Grove Evaluation Center services are available via telehealth. Patients may call Pine Grove's National Service Center at 888-574-HOPE or visit pinegrovetreatment.com. This is Jake Mangum, not some actor wearing a red shirt. Whenever I was up to bat at MSU, I would see Farm Bureau Insurance. They supported me then, and they take care of me now. I couldn't ask for more supportive teammates. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance, or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. People are angry these days, but you don't have to be. Let's get 2021 started right because somebody out there needs your help. 
At Gateway Rescue Mission, your donation can provide a meal. Your prayer can unlock the power of God to change a life. If we spend more time praying and less time fussing, we can help some people. Go to gatewaymission.org, make a donation, and help change your life today. Gold prices are approaching all-time highs. So if you're considering selling your gold or unwanted jewelry, now is the time. This is Newt Starnes, owner of BNS Diamonds and Jewelry in Flowwood, inviting you to get our price before you sell your gold. Whether it's broken, out of style, or just unwanted jewelry or gold coins, this is the best time to sell. DNS Diamonds and Jewelry. Simply put, we pay more for your gold and diamonds. DNS Diamonds and Jewelry, 144 Market Street, across from Amerigo in Flowwood. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden. Now is the time to get yourself to Lakeland Yard and Garden for the largest selection of patio furniture, outdoor-indoor living areas, umbrellas, replacement cushions, and beautiful fountains and stepping stones. You'll even find Komodo Joe grills and collegiate gift items. The expert staff members at Lakeland Yard and Garden will be happy to guide you through their large nursery stock of bedding plants, perennials, tropicals, and more. While you're there, be sure to get your topsoil or mulch sold by the bag or in bulk. Lakeland Yard and Garden even offers local delivery. Lakeland Yard and Garden, growing your way and serving you for over 40 years. Stop by or call today, located at Lakeland Drive and Airport Road, 601-939-7304, online at lakelandyardandgarden.com. Listen to your garden mama now. It's Lakeland Yard and Garden Center for all your gardening needs and a whole lot more. Are you having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts, Roto-Rooter. Since 1934, Roto-Rooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. That's 601-353-3333. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. is your weather forecast for the next several days. Might rain, might not. This is when I have to begin telling you, don't count on it. And if we've learned anything, it is that we all need cistern systems attached to our houses. So we might want to think about that, too. But the point is, if you're starting your new garden or if you are trying to help your shrubs and things survive whatever damage they've been through and figure out what it is, if you don't get any rain... Don't don't figure it's going to. All right, go ahead and do some watering. It's okay. That that's not going to hurt anything. And if it doesn't rain at your house, you'll be glad you did. We often get into the problem later on in the season when everybody says, "But it was supposed to rain." Um, I, I don't know where you get that. It's only a prediction. It's only ever a prediction. Good question um, from from uh, on the text line today. Uh, talking about gardens that used to have pole, have pole beans. People would line up the bamboo canes and, and grow the beans that way. People still do. There are plenty of pole beans out there getting grown. You do have to have more space for them than you do for 
um, bush beans, for example, if you have a space that's three feet by three feet, you can put one triangular setup with three bean poles in it and grow three vines, which will make a lot of beans. But you can also grow um, a, a, a whole, fill the entire space with bush beans and end up with probably more beans per square inch. You know, uh, it's one of those things that that kind of depends on how you, which bean you're talking about, too. But people do grow them, and indeed, if uh, if I could find a market for them, I have enough bamboo pole beans that could help everybody. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's not really a market for them. Um, I don't know where you are, Jay. Let's see, Yazoo someplace, talking about wanting to start an actual truck farm. What are the recommendations for someone starting from scratch as the easiest ones to start with? And what other resources should I contact? Um, first thing you should do there in Yazoo is um, get in touch with me, Mama on Air at yahoo.com, because I want to keep up with what you're doing. You need to get a soil test, first of all, before you go buy and fertilizer so you know whether or not you actually need any and what you need for your space. Um, test your drainage. Dig a, dig a hole. Make sure the water put water in it. Make sure the water can can drain away appropriately. We usually think of uh, a can the size of, about the size of an old kind of old fashioned coffee can should drain in forty minutes. If it goes swoosh fast through there, you've got too much sand in your soil to grow most vegetables. But if it sits there and doesn't drain at all, you've got too much clay to grow most vegetables. So it just depends on what soil you have as to what you need to do about it. Um, if I were going to start, if I, if I was ready to plant today. I would, I would push in another crop of greens of some sort. But if I'm doing this, I'm getting started now and I'm going to be planting in a month. I'm, I'm going to talk about, um, green beans. I'm going to talk about field peas and I'm going to talk about squashes. You notice I did not say tomatoes. They're harder. If you want to grow tomatoes in that kind of field setting, think about the cherries or if you've not, if you've not done it before, um, probably put them on your second list. Okay. Sounds great. I look I look forward to hearing about it. We need more farmers and I can tell you it is not an easy task. But I can also tell you that there's nothing more worthwhile than coming back about four or five days a week after you've seeded our hundred foot row and they all came up. It's pretty exciting stuff. Um things that you, you just can't you can't help but smile when that sort of stuff happens. You get a chance to see it. What are the 10 biggest mistakes that people make? Well, there's probably more than 10, but a couple that I want you to think about right now is that that sometimes we dig that heavy that hole in the heavy clay soil and then wonder why the plants that need good drainage don't grow in it, like rosemary, for example. See more dead rosemary than anything else. Oftentimes. Here's another one, though, um, and I kind of like plant fever. This is a big mistake, but I like it anyway. It's where you go to the garden center and just buy what you like and then figure it out later. Oh, my goodness. But we count on you to do that. If I wouldn't, I, w- I wouldn't be able to answer questions if you didn't have plants you didn't know about. And the garden center certainly wouldn't have near as many different things for you to be tempted by if they didn't know you could grow them. Maybe you'll come back and ask for a little more advice, a little, little, few more ideas, okay? Part of it's about um, planting what's in bloom. If you plant something that's in bloom now, you may be disappointed next fall if it doesn't turn into a pretty fall color. So think about both ends of that. 
you know, as far as I'm concerned, if you need a shrub that's sustainable, that's edible, that's beautiful, that also has flowers, fruit, and fall color, you're not going to beat blueberries. Plant a hedge. Um, Absolutely plant a hedge. Wow, so much going on in the study world of human beings and other creatures. Um, I love when I find, run into so many studies about what, how people, how, how mammals in particular, um, not just people, form long-term bonds with one single special mate. Bats, wolves, beavers, foxes. Um, you know, there's 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 different species that are that are monogamous and quite monogamous. The male and female partners in in lemurs, two couple of different kinds of lemurs, stick together and raise their young and defend their territory. But interestingly enough, they go even farther. And the pictures that you see are just some of those, oh, because they spend most of their lives with their arms wrapped around each other. Now, there are those of you who would say that's codependent, but I would tell you that it is lemur-dependent. <laughs> and in this case, it works out very, very well for them. Um, their closest relatives in the lemur family don't do this. It's only the red bellies and the mongoose lemurs that do this. It's really fascinating stuff. Pretty, pretty things. I don't know if, um, I don't know if there's ever going to be enough nature films. But I have determined that there are many that I like better than others. Um, I recognize that a lot of what you're going to show me in a nature film is what happens when the larger creature comes to take after the smaller creature that I've just been watched dance on the sand, you know, or whatever I've been enjoying. Give me a little time. Okay, show me the life of the predator, too. Don't just have it be like 30 seconds of cute and then whack, I'm, we're gone. Don't do that to me. Too many of the nature shows do that. I want to see I want to see how their lives interact and why this is happening. And then I can turn it off if I want to. <laughs> New study out tells us and we we may not want to know this. University of Exeter always has such interesting work. I often wonder what submissions they don't approve because they do they approve such odd research. Um will domestic cats hunt wildlife less if we do X Y or Z? This was the study. And what they found was that, yes, domesticated cats will hunt less. That means they'll go less to your bird feeders, for those of you who hate cats. They will be less attracted to that if they are played with by their people. How is that possible? Well, it's just true. That what they showed was that um, if you found that you are feeding them a premium food and they're getting enough protein and you're playing with your cat five to ten days five to ten minutes a day, they're going to be out there hunting half as much. And if your cats are like mine, they're not very good at it anyway. So that pretty well takes care of a lot of those problems. You can you just argue... keep your cat fat enough and it won't be and able it, to and it won't, it won't be a problem. You can talk to me about this again next week. You can send me an email, mamaonair at yahoo.com. And if you're involved in Patreon, you can come on by this afternoon. We're doing a live Zoom. Let me know if you're coming into that. Ask me some questions there. It's all about you. It's all about gardening. It's all about weekend gardening. My name's Nellie Neal. Thank you for your attention.
Weekend Gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of TeleSouth Communication. Confidence, peace of mind, a way forward. During tough times, these are the things we all want. And with the personalized help of a Trustmark relationship manager, it's something we can find together. That's why Trustmark is standing by business owners. No matter what challenges you may be facing, we are here with a suite of financial services to help you find a path forward. Learn more at Trustmark.com slash business. Your business may be classified as small to mid-size, but you view it as an empire and naturally want it to succeed. Do you have the proper tools in place to efficiently utilize the staff who handles administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits? Without changing current processes and proper training, payroll technology alone cannot solve these problems. By utilizing the iSolve platform, MWG Employer Services can create new processes and properly train your staff to maximize the efficiency of this technology. For more information, visit MWGEmployerServices.com. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but thought it would be too difficult? Then try Babbel. Babbel starts by teaching you words and phrases that gradually get more complex. Soon, you're practicing short conversations. So in 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking a new language in a few weeks. Babbel is built around real life. It teaches you practical conversations that you will actually use. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to Babbel.com today. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Are you an employee or employer in search of flame-resistant clothing that'll protect your arms and legs but won't cost you an arm and a leg? Well, ESI Supply has you covered, literally, with full coveralls, button-down long sleeves, two-button cotton pullovers, and jeans to go with them. ESI Supply is your flame-resistant clothing headquarters. If we don't have it, we can get it at prices that won't burn the pocketbook. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. And online at ESISupply.net. ESI Supply, your flame-resistant clothing headquarters. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.